the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Danny Cannell, that's Tom Fernelli, that's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live as we do every Thursday at 11 a.m. to get your weekend set with these locks. Thank you to all of you that are joining in on the conversation at youtube.com slash cover three. It's also where you can find the replays if you want to see us and those of you who are joining us in the audio form as well. Uh, all you OGs, we absolutely love to have you on board. Uh, gentlemen, we begin as we always do with a very, very quick recap of the week. We're going to be really quick because uh, Chip uh, went one and six, but more on that in a little bit. Uh, Tom, four and four on the week. The wins included the under in Notre Dame USC, a lock fight win against Danny with the under in Ole Miss LSU, a lock fight win against me in Iowa State, Oklahoma State, uh, then also cashing on San Diego State plus three and a half against Air Force. Uh, losses coming in Colorado plus eight and a half, Clemson plus three and a half against Pitt, and then the under in Virginia Tech Cuse and the over in Cincinnati Navy were the losses. Yeah, it was a pretty half and half week. Just I don't know. I didn't feel great about anything. I was actually kind of mad at myself. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have joined you in Colorado. I was just kind of swept up in the moment there. It's your fault that I went four and four instead of four and three. Thanks, Chip. Well, I mean the so the final on Cincinnati Navy, you missed that by a point and a half, right? Twenty seven twenty was that final yeah. there? Yeah. But I, I kinda knew that one was dead about early in the second quarter, just the way the game was going. I thought it was gonna be really difficult for me to get there. So I'd kinda just packed it away. But again, it's your fault I had a four and four week instead of all chips fault. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it's just this drag me down into your one and six muck. <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh, four and four on the week <laughs> for Tom Fernelli, 41 and 35 on the season. Uh, as as mentioned before, that one in six for your boy. Uh, the losses were Oklahoma, Kansas over 66 and a half. The Iowa State lock fight loss uh, to Tom with Oklahoma State dragging Tom down in Colorado plus eight and a half because we distrusted Cal as a favorite of more than a touchdown. UCLA, I, I, I think I might be done with the Pac-12 entirely. UCLA, I can't even figure out right now. The Bruins uh, with a, a disappointing loss right there. Then also Alabama first half minus 14 did not cash. And Virginia... Uh, Syracuse under. I'm okay to let that one go. I think I even said something in our workroom on Saturday. I said, listen, the, the total's gone busted, but that game just got like weird. Both near the end of the first half, both teams uh, were exchanging big plays, throwing haymakers at each other, things that I enjoyed as someone who covers college football and watches it, but it did end up costing me here in the locks. But my one win, my one win 
was Wake Forest minus three against Army, which was a lock fight with Danny, which now mm. brings me the only thing that I can be excited about here <laughs> is that I'm five and two in lock fights against Danny. The ACC boys have been clashing a lot this season, and it's the only thing on the board that I, I can hang my hat on. But Danny did better than I did. Oh, I'm 32 and 39 on the season uh, after that disappointing week. Danny did better than I did. He was three and four on uh, the week. The wins included the under 47 in Oklahoma State, Iowa, uh, Kansas plus 39. Never a doubt. Florida State minus 35 and a half. Uh, just belief in the Seminoles. The losses were the under 71 in Tulane, SMU, the over 76, uh, that lock fight loss to Tom on Ole Miss, LSU, uh, Army, and also uh, Danny was with me on UCLA. Thoughts on the week? Um, the only game that really irked me how wrong I was with the Ole Miss LSU game. I just thought LSU would show up with a little bit of better fight. Ole Miss controlled it from start to finish. Wasn't anywhere near the total. That one bothered me. The army. Eh, I, I was, I said, I wouldn't mind being wrong. I wanted wake to keep going. That game terrified me. I think I'm learning my lesson. We need to keep continuity with our ACC ties, uh, moving forward. And then I might've learned something about myself. Maybe I'm just a sicko mode type of guy. Maybe I just need to find these games this year that are ugly, that no one wants to touch because the Kansas and FSU plays were my strongest plays of the weekend. So I'm going to start looking for value in the sicko mode, mode plays. There might be an option on this <laughs> slate. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. All right. And now, I mean, just absolute flames there that I mean, that red and black checkerboard that you see on youtube.com slash cover three is actual like fire uh, around Bud Elliott nine and one on the week, bringing him to 51 and 33 overall. The only loss was Clemson plus three and a half. Let's get into the wins. Maryland, Minnesota under 56 winner app state plus five winner got it done on the field. SMU team total over 41 and a half winner USC team total under 25 and a half winner San Diego state plus three and a half Michigan Northwestern under 51 Western Kentucky FIU under 77 and a half UNLV team total under 20 and a half. Well, UNLV is fighting, but they can't score over 20 and a half points or at least did not last week. And then the Indiana first half team total under nine and a half all winners uh bud i mean thoughts so uh the one i thought i was going to lose that i was most pissed about was unlv uh team total under 20 and a half because I, I thought that was dead nuts right and then san jose state turns it over inside their own 20 twice in the first half and i'm, I'm sitting here i'm live betting the hell out of, out of the under I'm, I'm, I'm on my baby moon and and uh Maggie had gone to the bathroom. So I was like, <laughs> just pounding the under here. <laughs> like, this is total UNLV's offense is total BS. I'm going to get my money back on this. And then it ended up, uh, uh, they, they got the dub there. And I got Cindy or San Jose State live, like plus 330 at one point as well, too. Um, you know, I think the important thing to do at this point in the year, because numbers are tightening up, if you're just using power numbers, they do tighten up. I have fewer bets this week than I've had, I think, in any week this year, is you need to contextualize the data and think about, how did this team get to this point? For instance, last week when I, when I took App, my thought was, well, Coastal has played, like, do I, do I care about Coastal's numbers? Somewhat, sure. But they have played absolute nobodies offensively and have still shown some cracks with their rush defense. Um, you know, Clemson has my number one defense's face strength so far by quite a bit. So, like, do I think Clemson has offensive problems that would probably show against anybody? I do. 
But I also think that those problems have been exacerbated by the fact that Clemson has played nobody but stud defenses basically so far this year. Like BC is the worst power five defense that they've played. And I still have BC as kind of like a borderline top half defense in the country. Everybody else, I mean, they've played Pitt, they've played Georgia. So looking deep into the numbers to figure out, all right, I like the numbers, but I also, how did they get there? Is, are, are there opportunities to exploit the numbers and almost go against the numbers right now? That's kind of what I was trying to, to do last week. Well, it worked very well. So, gentlemen, we've turned the page. We're looking on to week nine. Y'all ready to lock it up? Let's do, Let's do it. it. We're picking locks. My blue plate special five-star locks are coming. Since 2005, when Service Academy's Come get these locks. Five-star master lock. Lock it up. The under is 33.91. We've gone over it a million times. You want these locks. I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover. All right, we begin for the early birds, making sure that you get your picks right here at the beginning of the show. Thursday night action. We got Troy at Coastal Carolina, South Florida at ECU. Uh, anyone got a lock for Thursday? Nope. No, okay. but there's, I will say there will be a lot. If you're betting tonight, there is a lot of weather coming in that in that Carolina region. Yep. Chip, you, you live there like – if I'm playing a total, I'm probably waiting on that just to be sure what we're getting. Yeah, I was uh, looking to switch out the gas can, but uh, we won't be grilling. I went out there and put on the cover. So this is uh, that's that ain't how uh, Butcher Box is going to be consumed uh, tonight. We're going to have to to pivot to something else in the kitchen. Uh, Friday, we got Navy at Tulsa, UNLV at Nevada. Anybody got any Friday night action? I don't. I'm not locking anything up, but. This is another situation where I would keep an eye on the weather for Navy Tulsa because there are some there's some wind in the forecast. So let's see how windy it is come kickoff on Friday night. All right, um, okay. I do have an I, I do have a pick. Okay, let's uh, go. I, I'm going under 58. Can I get any 58? Yeah, there's a couple 58s and a half out there uh, in mm-hmm. UNLV Nevada. Uh, again, as I said in the open of the show, UNLV's offense is total BS. Now I think it is important to note that Doug Brumfield may be out. Uh, if he's in, this is the last number I want. So it's 58 and a half or, or pass for me. If he's out, I'd play this down to like 56 and a half, 56, because the backup's not that great at actually throwing the ball. Uh, but in either case, I, I, I do want the under here. Uh, Nevada does not play at a crazy tempo. So uh, go ahead and lo- lock up the under uh, for me there. All right. Uh, now we turn to some of the heavy hitters, the heavyweight games on Saturday. Uh, we begin with number six, Michigan, at number eight, Michigan State. Uh, right now, as I'm looking at it, we've got some fours. I know it was at four and a half at the beginning of the Wolverines, a narrow favorite going into East Lansing over under around 50 and a half. Uh, does anybody have a lock on this game? I do. Okay. Uh, There's still a four and a half out there. So I'm taking Michigan State plus four and a half. I just think that, I mean, this is going to be a low scoring game. I think there's, it's also some wind to keep an eye on for this one too. It might be another wonder, but I I like the spread better because to me, we've talked about it. I think Michigan's a very good team. I think Michigan State's a good team, but Michigan is a one dimensional offense. Like they run the ball, they run it well. They're not very, effective in the passing game, although they they can do it a little bit, but there's not a ton of explosiveness. It's not a lot to rely on. Cornelius Johnson gets some big plays here and there, but for the most part, 
it's inefficient. And for me, in a rivalry game like this, it's tough for me to trust a one-dimensional offense to go on the road and cover a spread like this. Even though, matchup-wise, Michigan State's rush defense hasn't been spectacular. I think that if they know, if they don't have to worry about the pass too much, they'll probably improve it a little bit. So I, I look at this, just think that this is going to be a close, lower-scoring, hard-fought game that tends to be how it is. These games usually are close, and Michigan State has covered 11 of the last 13 meetings, so I'm going to take Sparty plus four and a half. I, I really like something that you said there because it goes along with my pick. You said it was going to be a close. What was the next thing you said? Oh, scoring. Yeah, give me the under. Are there any 51s or is it just 50 and a half is the best I'm going to get? 51 at points bet. Whew. Thank you. Let's lock up that under. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to spoil the entire card, but you know, there's... It's, there's a there's a lot of opportunities out here with uh, with some of these matchups there uh, in the Big Ten. Um, all right, anybody else want to get in on Michigan State? I also don't hate just Sparty catching points, rivalry, home team, and Michigan State won two games last year. One of them was against Michigan. Mel Tucker got those boys ready uh, for that game. So I, I bet both those what you guys just bet. I, I, I got them at slightly better number, so I'm not going to lock them, but I, I think those are the sides. Like to me, Michigan State is terrible at driving the ball. They're really good at hitting explosive plays. Michigan this year doesn't allow explosive plays at all. On the other hand, Michigan State is decent at stopping um, mm -hmm. consistency, but they give up the bomb, and Michigan can't hit the bomb against anybody so far this year. So something has to give. Uh, I I am on the under and on Michigan State. I'm not not locking it up though for the show. Okay, now I you know we're we're, we're trying to hit the the heavy hitters, the big games, and uh, and I. I just don't want to hide it anymore because there's another Big Ten game at noon that we absolutely have to talk about. It's the 36 and a half that's on the board. A 36 and a half. Number nine, Iowa is a three and a half point underdog going into Madison to play Wisconsin. The Badgers have been playing uh, much better recently, albeit against some of the teams uh, near the bottom of, or at least albeit against teams that aren't going to inspire confidence that Wisconsin deserves to be you know, right where they started the season in terms of national ranking and expectations. But Badgers, again, three-and-a-half-point favorites against Iowa, still banged up a little on defense, over-under of 36-and-a-half. Who's joining me? I can't get, I can't get there. If, <laughs> Let's if, go. I, no, no, yes. no, the, the, no, uh, no, no, no. Because 37, 37 and 38 are key numbers here, and I – I think the Who way cares about the key numbers in this one. All right, that's fair. That like, oh, man, I. So my buy point on this is thirty-eight. I just I, I have to be disciplined, like Danny. I, I can't join you here, but I will say that I actually my, my net total for this game, <laughs> I made it thirty-two point nine. So that, like <laughs> that that's really for a non-service academy game is is pretty uh, pretty awesome. But that's uh, the I, thing; it's going to play out like a service academy game. I mean, they aren't running the option, but they are just fighting at the line of scrimmage. This thing's going to look like rugby. Here's okay. what scares me, though. This is like a perfect turnover storm. Yes. Because I, I tweeted these out earlier this week. Uh, Iowa leads the nation in percentage of its points being scored off of turnovers at 39.8%. Second place is Vandy at 32.08. So they're like nearly eight percentage points more than the next best team. On the flip side, as far as the points that a team has allowed this year coming off a turnover by their offense, 
0.39% of the points Wisconsin has allowed this year have come following one of the 17 turnovers by its offense, which is second place, Fresno State at 38.32%. Now, obviously, there's some regression coming in that number, but still, Wisconsin offensively has turned the ball over a lot. They are facing an Iowa team that forces a lot of turnovers and then turns those turnovers into points. I could see Graham Mertz giving Iowa a few short fields. I could see Spencer Petras giving Wisconsin a few short fields. So this small total, I think the defenses, ironically enough, could help push it over. Um, I will say... That I want to get in on this so bad. Oh, come on. Let's go. Let's All go. right. I'm not going to touch the under. I do. I want to get in on because I think it's sicko mode play, and I want to get in with some more ACC boys continuity. But you mentioned Graham Mertz, like coughing the ball up, maybe, you know, throwing a pick, pick six potentially. He's not because he's only allowed to throw it eight times or less. <laughs> like they have turned into a service academy with their basically eliminating the forward pass from their playbook. So, but the good news is I do think Wisconsin here is one of those ones where the number's a little bit surprising. You're like, wait a second. I was a team we were talking about all year. Petrus, I'm very curious to see how he responds after a four interception game. And he was playing solid when the defense was playing great and they were getting all these turnovers and he was in great field position. What happens if it's not? What happens if they need him to step up and make plays? I don't know if I trust him either. This game is going to set back the game of football 30 years it's going to be ugly. I'm dying to take the under, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take the Badgers and lay the three and a half. I think they're the better football team here. It's been that type of year where once we start seeing these teams start you know, facing better competition, the better teams rise to the top. For whatever reason, I trust Wisconsin. I think their defense hasn't been getting any love because they lost early. I think they're going to get the best of Iowa this weekend, so I'll take the home team, the home favorite, say they get the better of Iowa and lay the three and a half. Last I checked, no Riley Moss for Iowa in this game, and that—I mean, that's that's one of our turnover boys right there. That's uh, that's getting out there, creating interceptions. So, I'm. You I'm, know what, I'm Chip? So <gasps> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fight you. I'm taking the over 36 and a half in this wow. game. Fight! 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 I know this goes very much against my brand, but I really do think it's the right play. So I wasn't, I had it on the card. I wasn't going to do it. I was like, nah, this goes way too much against everything I've ever said and done. But nah, I got to. It's, it's too, too much value there. Principal less Tom out here in week nine. Just, just greed, just going for, going for nothing but money here. I got to um, catch Bud. Bud's killing us. He's like yeah. twelve units ahead of us in the in the spread and the total picks. I gotta catch up. If, if, we're, if we're sticking with like the country music, you know, lyrics, like just ain't, ain't nothing but the taillights for Tom and everybody, man. I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm dusting. Uh, okay, a little bit later on, we head to Jacksonville. Uh, cocktails will be poured. Number one, Georgia taking on Florida. Great scene as we we've got the stadium split. Um, we're very used to to this uh, atmosphere. Uh, Georgia is a 14-point favorite in this game, over under a 51. What do we expect from Dan Mullen and the Gators in this game? How do you see the script playing out? And I think that because it is one of, I, I, I guess other than Tennessee, like this is one of the two spots before the SEC championship game 
where you have any kind of thought about Georgia even being tested. You know, the the debate around Georgia that we often have is, you know, like what's going to happen when someone forces them to be uncomfortable? And the fact is they just aren't uncomfortable for a lot of games. And so what do we think will happen in Jacksonville? Oh, does anybody have a lock? Obviously, first thing is a lock, but okay. I got one. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bob. I'm going to go against my background. And uh, guys, just hold your nose on this one and take the 14 and a half points. Uh, this is – look, I think this is an opportunity to bet on on Florida having some performances where they were somewhat unlucky, right? We discussed this a couple weeks ago. Uh, there are two games they lost in which their postgame win expectancy on some of the, the performance metrics were actually over 50%, right? Uh I do think Dan Mullen is a decent big game coach. I don't think Florida is going to win this game, uh, but this is a, a challenge that I think so far is kind of unique to Georgia. Florida has a, a solid offensive line, which is better than a lot of the stuff that Georgia has faced so far. Um, I don't want 14. I want 14 and a half. There's what South Point win bet and Heritage all have it. So 14 and a half for me, I just, I, I got to do it. It's a principal thing. What type of game do you think it'll be? Uh, I have the over under at fifty. So, Ooh, so tight. Yeah, close to that number. <clears throat> I'm leaning towards the under. Tommy, are, are uh, anybody else playing this? Mm-mm. No, I have ideas of how I think it'll go, but I'm not nothing close enough to lock it up. Like I, I think that it's. I think the spread and the total are pretty right, but I, I do lean under. If I'll go Kyle- ahead and get in with Bud. Okay. <clears throat> Give me the Gators. I mean, um, George has done an outstanding job shutting down quarterback run, but they haven't faced an attack like this one where Dan Mullen uh, – and who knows what we're going to get. He's been pretty coy about it. I think you probably see more of Anthony Richardson this week. It was ugly. I mean, em- Emory Jones and him both had two picks the last game. I'm sure there's probably a lot of – you know, discussion about, hey, do we give Anthony Richardson the start against this defense? But I think either way – what you'll see is a challenge that Georgia hasn't faced really this year. I think athletically, it's probably the the toughest game clearly that they've faced since Clemson and might be all season long until they face Alabama. I do think I'm counting on Florida, which maybe this is one where you might want to watch how this unfolds early because, man, I'm scared if Georgia gets a quick 10 points on them, I wonder where Georgia, uh, Florida goes mentally. Like, do they throw in the towel? Do they quit and say, ah, you know, this just isn't our year? But if they can keep it close in the first half, I think there is some pride there. A lot of these guys have been recruited by the same schools. They want to win this game. I think they're emotionally invested in it. I think the week off to get them healthy, kind of get prepped. I think also the unknown of who's playing quarterback, if it's JT Daniels and he goes with him, maybe there's a little bit of a rust that has to be knocked off. What do they do? Um, and I think I think this is a bigger challenge for, for Georgia that we've seen. So I'll take those points too. Gator Danny back. Seminole boys riding for the rivals. Tom taking overs in Big Ten games. I mean, we're we're only about twenty three minutes in. This thing's already sideways. By the way, uh, somebody before said, "Hey, or Bud." Bud said, Dis- "I'm going to be disciplined like Danny." That was tw- that was twenty twenty. DK, okay. we are off the rails this year, which is probably <laughs> why my record reflects it. <laughs> um, Okay, let's go ahead and look at the uh, Big Ten spotlight game in primetime. We will be going 
fairly close uh, to the end of this one is, is what we're looking at to time our instant reaction pod. So keep your eyes on the scores. And of course, if you subscribe at youtube.com slash cover three, smash the notification bell, you'll know when we go live. Ohio State is an 18 and a half point favorite over under of 61. Penn State and all of its moving parts making the trip to Columbus. What do we think? Anybody got a lock? What What's the spread on this current? 18 and a half. 18 and a half, yeah. Oh, man, that is much tougher. Uh, I I grabbed some of that 16 and a half on mm-hmm. Monday and Sunday. Um, all right, hold on. What? Looking That's, for some sicko mode derivative stuff. Tom, can, can you vamp for a second? Yeah, I just, I'm not locking anything up. I also got it at 16 and a half earlier this week. I just, I can't help but feel like Ohio State's going to just blow the doors off Penn State at this point because it's Sean Clifford, maybe he's back to 100%, but even if he is, like the early season Penn State that looked pretty good after, like in, against Auburn. That offense has kind of dissipated in the last few weeks, and it's gone back to more being like the team that we saw against Wisconsin in the opener and the team we kind of grew accustomed to the last few years where they cannot run the ball. And in the passing game, it's pretty much been deep shots to Jahan Dotson and not a whole lot else. And we've seen a lot of teams, at least from what I've watched, are just kind of doing not a drop eight, but they're just kind of dropping into coverage with Dotson deep, not letting him get those big plays and forcing Sean Clifford or Penn State's, you know, whoever's playing quarterback when Clifford got hurt at when Roberson came in to beat them underneath. And Penn State really hasn't been able to do that. And I think Ohio State defensively has the capability of doing it. And then last week, like P.J. Mustafer was lost for the season and Penn State's run defense last week just died with it. Like they were getting gashed by Illinois up front and in the middle all day long. If Illinois' offensive line was able to do that to them, I think Ohio State's going to be able to do it. If Chase Brown was able to rush for 200 yards and Josh McCray was able to rush for 100 yards, I tremble at what Trevion Henderson might be able to do against this Penn State defense. I just think this is a Nittany Lions team that is very much going in the wrong direction. But at 18 and a half, I'm not comfortable locking it up. But if I am making a play on this game, it's on Ohio State. What is the Ohio State team total? Oh, it is 37 and a half. That's that sounds less than 40. Yeah, let's lock up Ohio State team total over 37 and a half. Uh, if Chase Brown, and I think we talked about Chase Brown for the October awards, he's been awesome this month, but I think Travion Henderson will be able to uh, take advantage of some of those same issues in that Penn State run defense. I, I don't think that can be, I, I like Brent Pry, we talk about him a lot, but I, I don't think that's is going to be fixed right away. So give me that Ohio State team total over 37 and a half. Yeah, and I know like Illinois only scored 20 points on them in nine overtimes, but if Illinois has just a below average college quarterback last week, they score at least 30-something points in that game. I uh, Ohio State's a weird team for me because I think in the last three weeks they have played some teams, and I've been on Ohio State pretty consistently in the last three weeks. A lot of it because I do believe in them, and I think their opponent quality has been quite poor, right, with Akron, Maryland, and then uh, Indiana. And I think they had Rutgers in there too. So kind of four straight pretty bad or, or, or trending in the wrong direction teams. Uh, I think the best – I don't know if I should – I'm probably not going to lock this up, but I – well, no, I'm not. But I, I, I'm i already on a nice Ohio State number. If I was going to play this still, I would probably play Penn State team total under 20 and a half. Uh, they're not able to run the football – Ohio State's run defense has been better recently, 
they are not having to take as many gambles. And I, I don't know. It's hard for me to tell just how much this Ohio State defense has improved. And I am very reluctant to bet an over in an Ohio State game. Team total, I think, is more likely. But I think the under 20 and a half is certainly worth a look. That's not a lock. It is a no, look. That's not a lock. Yeah, it's it a look. Not I, a lock. I'm, I'm already on Ohio State, so yeah, that's a look. It's not called the look spot. It's called that's the lock fair. spot. That's fair. <laughs> Appreciate it. Go ahead. We should do this a, a tricky look spot one for where me. we just wear nice outfits. Yeah. This is <laughs> got the flamingos today. <laughs> that's right. We, uh, I don't know, because you mentioned earlier, but like, how'd you get here? And I think there is some of that in here because Ohio State's looked awesome, but it has been against less than stellar competition. But then how'd Penn State get here? Coming an embarrassing loss. Their coach is giving quotes that don't make any sense whatsoever. It looks like he's out the door. I just don't have a good feel for this one, so I'm going to avoid it. I kind of Ohio State not being tested. I think this will be a good test for him, but it's at home. Like I don't, I don't know. I just I'm going to stay away from this one. Coming up on the other side, we turn our attention to the entire board for Week Nine. It's open gym, so we fill out the rest of our Week Nine locks card next. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We uh, always enjoy our relationship with Homefield. Uh, Homefield has provided us with some sweet gear. I am rocking uh, my Pitt Panthers hoodie right now. Tom, is that Homefield, uh, Wyoming? No, just, oh. just regular ass hoodie. <laughs> it would be would it, it would be so much more comfortable uh, if be. you were uh, wearing the premium collegiate apparel brand, which has not only just like this incredibly comfortable, awesome vintage college designs, but they put in the time. These are officially licensed vintage college designs. If you're somebody that uh, loves looking back at the old media guides, the way that some of your favorite teams and mascots were depicted over time, and maybe it's not even your team. Maybe you just enjoy the, the history and the pageantry that is all through college football. Homefield studies each school's history, digs through the archives to create thoughtful vintage designs. We're in the middle of the big new Saturday with launching a new collection every Saturday at 12 Eastern time. This Saturday, it'll be Cal. And there are some sweet Cal designs to dig through. Uh, so keep your eye on that. Uh, this season has also included Notre Dame, LSU, Texas, Texas A&M, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, Miami, Georgia, Washington, and so much more. And one thing that we absolutely love that is the fact that you can have T-shirts, hoodies, joggers, just all kinds of apparel. You could put a whole home field apparel outfit together. And right now, you can get 15% off your first purchase from home field by using the code COVER3 at checkout. Once again, that is using the code COVER3 at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. That's homefieldapparel.com. Go get yourself hoodie, t-shirt, joggers, something. 
because you can get 15% off that first purchase with the code COVER3 during checkout. That is homefieldapparel.com. I just got a new Georgia Tech t-shirt yesterday from Homefield. That was is that's another recent release too, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. You follow them on social media. They put out every new like school that they just got lined up and they got some sweet gear. Yeah, Homefield Apparel on Twitter. And I'll go ahead and, and spell this out. It's Homefield, as you would expect, but apparel is A-P-P-A-R-L on Twitter. Homefield Apparel, as it is spelled, dot com to get to the website. But yeah, follow them on social media as well so that you can be uh, up to date on all the latest designs that they've got. All right, uh, so far to review, Tom is on Michigan State plus four and a half and the Iowa-Wisconsin over 36 and a half. We've got uh, for Chip, Michigan, Michigan State under 51, Iowa-Wisconsin under 36 and a half, and the Ohio State team total over 37 and a half. Danny has Wisconsin minus three and a half, Florida plus 14 and a half, and Bud is on UNLV Nevada under 58 and a half. That's Friday night action. And then Florida plus 14 and a half lock agreements for Danny and Bud and the cocktail party and Tom and Chip lock fight over the most exciting game of the weekend, uh, moving football into the future, Iowa and Wisconsin. Uh, All right, Bud, you are our season leader. So anywhere you want to go with Saturday's action, um, what are you locking up? All right, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go a little uh, little sicko mode here. Uh, Give me Bowling Green going back to the well. Uh, I think that Buffalo has some defensive problems. We know they have some injuries at defensive end. I can get the 14 there in a couple spots still. That's my buy point on them. That's that's what I bet, so I still like it. Go ahead and give me Bowling Green and the 14. I, I don't really trust Buffalo to cover a big number. Okay. Nope. No other no debate there. Shocking. No, I know. it's. I, I don't disagree with the pick at all. Buffalo's defensively has been kind of eh the last few weeks especially so i think that's probably a smart play but bowling green kind of scares me a little bit still too yeah i, I worry that i'm buying too high on them but I, i'm I'm still showing value on my number so i just i kind of got to go after it seminal boys i gotta ask i gotta play yes let's go <laughs> let's go fsu traveling to clemson a lot of bad blood coaches have said the right things this week right like hey that's all water under the bridge we get it it was emotional time all that these teams, I think it's going to be a little more physical. Uh, tell me which passing game you trust. Is it a toss-up? Is it neither? Um, both of them, neither. I think it's definitely neither. Both of these defenses, we know about Clemson's defense. Florida State's defense has been awesome. I'm not touching the number. I'm going to go to the total, and I'm going to take the under. I think this will be a physical, low-scoring game. It's only 47. Is that where I get it at? Get you 47 and a half. 47 and a half. I'll take the under. I think this will be a physical, ugly, maybe some weather issues as well. But from what I've seen from both these offenses, I know they both want to run the football, and I think it'll be challenging for both. I'm a little bit worried about Ross and Nagata getting right. They're better the big play options, but I still think Florida State will be able to slow them down somewhat. So I'll go ahead and take the under. If you want to go ahead and just bet that against me uh, and, and, and cut the bookmaker out of it, I'm, I'm down because I'm, I'm on the over. Uh, Ooh, are you locking I, it up? I, no, I got 46. 46 and a half was my last number to buy it at. But um, if, if, discipline. If, if, I, if I'm betting juice free, then 47 would be a play, obviously, because if, if there's no minus 110 among uh, So <laughs> uh, I, I actually think that, that Florida State is the second worst defense that Clemson will have played all year. Uh, and this is a nice opportunity for Clemson's offense to get right. I would run DJ Moore. 
Uh, I don't know if FSU can block Clemson, uh, but I do think that Mike Norvell has a really big history of creating explosive plays even when they don't block people well. That's kind of something he's done all the way back to the Arizona State days. So for that reason, I, I do think over is worth a shot here. Um, and both these quarterbacks make some risky throws, man, which could lead to short field position turnovers. And Norvell is also an analytics guy, so he plays to win the game, which increases the likelihood that they get blown out, also increases the likelihood of pulling an upset. He doesn't really care about losing close. That also lends itself to over. So uh, 46.5 was my last number to play the over. If you guys see a dip, I would play it over again. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this. And you thought you don't think Florida State win? You don't think they have a chance to cover? I, I got, like I got, I got Clemson thirty to twenty. Hmm. I mean, Clemson hitting thirty would be something. <laughs> it would be a miracle <laughs> at this point. Good, yeah, but like they're at home. I, I, I mean, I could see a late drive to kind of punch one in. <laughs> That's what nervous me. That makes me nervous with Dabo. What happened last year? Game canceled. I could see him sending one more message late in the game. That's one makes me nervous. Could push the over. I just Clemson just doesn't have enough healthy bodies for it to want to do anything other than shorten the game. Yeah, well, they're, they're they're getting Rayburn back on on the offensive line. Nagata should be back the, mm-hmm. this week. Um, you know, no the, Kobe Pace. No Kobe Pace. That does scare me, but also that could help the over because if they, they have two true freshman running backs on these blitz protections, maybe FSU gets some kind of you know strip sack off that off a of blown blitz protection. Uh, Shipley's pretty pretty solid. Um, yeah, Shipley is very solid. He's the uh, only guy on that team that's quick, by the way. Everybody else, no, everybody else is like faster than quick. They're all builders. They all they're they're all like striders. They take time to, to build up the top speed. Shipley is the only guy I think you can say is quicker than fast. I like Phil Maffa, but I I don't know if you can trust him in uh, pass protection. I haven't really studied that as well. But well, I figure they're both eighteen years old. You know, like like that that's inexperienced. Yeah. Um. All right. What about Tom? Uh, I'm going to go back to the Big Ten, and I'm going to kind of what you were talking about at the top of the show, bud, where it's like it's not just the numbers, but you have to look a little deeper as the numbers get tighter and what's going on. And Indiana is 2-5. and five. Their losses have come to Iowa, Cincinnati, Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio State, all ranked in the top 20, and they have a combined record of 31-2. and two. So... I think Indiana is a little bit better than the numbers suggest. And I think Indiana is definitely better than being a five and a half point underdog to Maryland, which is a team like Indiana that has faced Iowa and Ohio State. And it has gotten blown out in those games. And there are three games against Iowa, Ohio State, Minnesota. The Terps have been outscored 151 to 47. Their lone Big Ten win was a three-point win on the road against Illinois earlier this season, in which I firmly believe had Illinois gone for it on a fourth and one, Illinois would have won that game, but they didn't. So I have a difficult time trusting the Terps to cover this spread against this Indiana team at home. And honestly, it's at home for the Terps. But, and also, I, I trust Indiana more with total at QB than I do with Penix, just because I think that even though he had a couple interceptions, not last week, but the week before, I think he's a little bit, better about taking care of the football and not taking as many chances that aren't really there. So I like the Hoosiers this weekend. I'm taking them plus five and a half. I'm not locking up a spread on this, but uh, you, you may hear me f- hear from me later on this game. Ooh. That's what I like yeah. to hear. Um, <clears throat> let's turn our attention to South Bend 
where we have the North Carolina Tar Heels four and three on the season coming off a bye. Guys, have you, I mean, of course I'm the only loser who thought about this, but uh, North Carolina might have trouble making a bowl game. Like it's got Notre Dame, Pitt, Wake Forest, NC State, and Wofford. It's four and three. So that means that if, if Wofford is a W, you're going to have to win one of these games against Notre Dame, Wake Forest, Pitt, or NC State. I think one of those games is possible, but just wild position to be in. All that said, I don't think it's happening in South Bend. Uh, I will take Notre Dame, and I will lay the three and a half points, and I'm going to go uh, DK two-for-one special, and I'm going to take the over in this game, 62 and a half, obviously a, a little bit of a favorable number, but it is the m- specific matchup of uh, North Carolina's passing attack. Sam Howell has not been lighting up the stat sheet at all. He's got thrown for less than 220 yards in each of his last two games, only two touchdowns and one interception each in both of those games. But we don't have Kyle Hamilton in this game. Kyle Hamilton is out. And I think that that will allow Josh Downs, who has been uh, stellar, to be able to go and uh, go and get himself some yards against a Notre Dame secondary that is very good. Isaiah Foskey, the Notre Dame defensive lineman, has been awesome this season. Uh, very dominant, great at getting after the passer. That will be problematic for Sam Howell. But I think that North Carolina, in its efforts to do anything it can to pull off the upset, you've got to think it happens with the offense. And North Carolina's defense has been very over-friendly as well. So uh, two for one. And if you're watching on YouTube.com slash Cover 3, we deserve an Emmy for the camera work that Danny Cannell has pulled off as he has focused his uh, focused the position that right on the Mac Brown gifted North Carolina helmet that is uh, that is above. I didn't notice it earlier, Danny, but I, does that mean that we're we're hitting this violent button right here? Uh, we are. We're fighting. Let's go. Let's go. Fight! 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 I'm going to take the fight in Mac Browns here in a tough spot on the road. But have you noticed that – well, that's way too far. Um, Notre Dame hasn't exactly been dominant against the ACC. They have snuck out with some close calls wherever they've been, whether it was in Tallahassee, whether it was in Blacksburg. Um, they are a team that I think North Carolina can get into a shootout win that they've been in before. I think Notre Dame might win by a field goal. I think I wouldn't be surprised North Carolina won this game, though. You talked about the desperation aspect of where they are with a bowl, where they do the need to win the more. I'm going to go ahead and take Tar Heels here. I don't love it because of our record against each other. That trend is not very uh, not very comforting, but I'll go ahead and take it here. Give me the Tar Heels. Danny I has as many helmets as I do home field shirts. These <laughs> are left over from my days at ESPN when I stole them. When I got fired, I'm like, screw you guys. I'm taking all these helmets with me as I go. <laughs> Pulling them off the wall from like the display yeah. case. Yeah. I went in at 4 a.m. to like clear out my office. I'm like, oh, nobody's around. Let me go ahead and take these. Somewhere there's security cameras and they're watching me just stacked up both arms with helmets. <laughs> I, I, I'm embarrassed. I, I don't know how to zoom a webcam. Man, like, like Danny's up here. You got some kind of control box and I'm just like having to sit closer or sit further back. And, and HQ calls me and they're like, what? Really? You can't like adjust? I'm like, all right. Anyway. Well, just just hit, open up the camera settings app and just let them take control of it. That's, <laughs> That's I don't even right. know if I have one of those, but I will look into that. All right. 
they'll they'll get you positioned well. Um, all right, let's go. Uh, we've got that is uh, as as Danny mentioned yet another lock fight, but behind the OG between the OG ACC boys, Tom Bud. Uh, y'all have got three each. Let's uh, let's throw another one on the card. Bud's got a heart out, so you go first. Oh yeah, uh, I want Virginia in this game, and I want Virginia team total over 31 and a half. I know that's like, you know, obviously that's plus money, but I don't care. Um, I already bet Virginia here. Um, I like over 31 and a half. I think UVA will score close to 40 in this game. I already bet them. I think they're going to win the game. And um, think about real quickly here, who are the best offenses that BYU has seen this year? And look at their defensive numbers. It's kind of what I was talking about. So Washington State, they got him the week after Rolovich uh, was let go. Uh, Baylor is a decent offense. Boise State, when BYU played them, was kind of a mess, to be honest. Uh, Utah State in that game, if you guys recall, we had the live over, and then both quarterbacks got hurt for Utah State. And I was bitching about that in the group chat. Uh, Arizona State back when – and they don't really score a whole lot of points anyway. Utah before Cam Rising. So this, to me, is a ripe spot where – BYU's defensive numbers are, first of all, they're not any good anyway because they're 75th in the country. But I think they have specifically had some situations where the opponents they've played have not been very good. And I think UVA is going to throw up a 40 burger here. It's a, I, also, I, if this gets back to three, I, I, I think UVA plus three is a nice, nice bet. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I think Virginia wins that game. But um, if oh, it is back to three. Oh shoot! Hey Chip, uh, it, it went back to three like during the show. Give me uh, give me UVA, UVA plus three instead. Yeah, instead of the team total. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I when I looked this morning, I was only seeing two and a half, so I didn't want to throw out a bad number. All right, Bronco Bowl picks. I how love it. More, and how, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say how many more picks do you have, bud? Uh, a couple, but go ahead. All right. I just don't. I want to make sure we get them in. Uh, no. What were you saying, Chip? Go ahead. Uh, I, I was just going to say the uh, I if Virginia wins the game, I imagine they get over thirty one points. Uh, probably, uh, I'm going to go to the other team in Virginia. This is uh, it's Gut Check Saturday. <clears throat> Gut Check Saturday for Justin Fuente and the Hokies, and this isn't so. But this is honestly, this is a gut play for me more than anything. But. I just saw this line and I get it. I understand that there's problems right now with that program and there's concerns about what's going to happen in the future and where things can go. But I just don't think Georgia Tech should be favored by four points against the Hokies. So I am taking the Hokies plus four. That makes me so happy to hear you say that. And that is because on the early edge uh, yesterday, which you can see on Sportsline's social channels, Tom still submitted his best picks for the week. And uh, Alan Ball, the host, had Alan, <laughs> he had me guess why you had those picks and like give the explanations. And I was like, he probably says, why does Georgia Tech deserve to be a four and a half point favorite? <laughs> <It's true. laughs> and that's, that's exactly the, uh, the thinking here. So uh, a gut pick on Gut Check Saturday for Justin Fuente and Virginia Tech. I absolutely love it. I but it's, it's a hokey. They're gonna they're gonna circle the wagons. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and stick in the ACC here. Uh, I'm going to take Louisville getting seven points on the road. Uh, so NC State is now down Peyton Wilson. They are also down their other starting linebacker with Moore, uh, and they didn't really look very good last week defensively. 
and that's a tough loss to bounce back from. If Scott Satterfield's team is still with him, uh, then I think plus seven here is a quality bet. I'm going to take that. I, update update on the ACC dogs, 18 and 10 against the spread so far. So it's not been as great in recent weeks, but it's still doing pretty good. Yeah, started 14 and four. Again, a little bit more uh, regression. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't hate that pick. I think that where is NC State right now is a, a fine starting point. Dave Doran was visibly dejected talking about the loss of Isaiah Moore. I mean, that that dude took over, um, was the leader uh, of the defense, had played really, really, really well. And now that defense, which already has, has taken, as you mentioned, multiple injuries, has got to figure out a way to stop Cunningham. I don't know whether we get good Malik or bad Malik, but uh, if we get good Malik, then uh, this is going to be a spot that's going to be tough for NC State, which is still in the ACC championship race, but really can't afford another loss uh, after taking that L against Miami. All right. But how many more do you have? Uh, I have, I think I'm, no, no, I have one more. I'm going to go back to this well again. And this number is actually gone against me, which is not always a good sign. Uh, but I'm going to take over 55 and a half in Georgia state, Georgia Southern, uh, Georgia state's, Run defense is not very good, right? So that could portend uh, for uh, for Georgia Southern to have you know some explosive plays. We we, we will see. Like some of the, I, I will say, some of Georgia State's run defense metrics are are okay, but I actually think Georgia Southern can pop some explosive plays here. Um, Georgia State wants to play at some tempo, so I'm going to go ahead and take over 55 and a half in this one. All right. I have no thoughts. <laughs> On that game, uh, I will go next. I will take another one. I'll, I'll take an under here. Uh, I'm going to take the under 43 and a half in Minnesota Northwestern. And I honestly don't feel like I have to go too in depth on this one. It's not all that different than the Iowa Wisconsin game. It's just got an extra touchdown on the total, which is an extra touchdown I will gladly take as Minnesota has. Minnesota's an option team, to be blunt. Mm-hmm. Like they run the ball 70% or, yeah, 70% of the time. The only three teams that run the ball more than Minnesota, you guessed it, are Air Force, Army, and Navy. That's what they do. That's what they'll be doing against Northwestern on Saturday. And they have only run so far this season 455 plays on offense because of that, which ranks 108th nationally because, again, they run the ball 77% of the time. The clock never stops. And also, Northwestern's offense is terrible. So, under 43.5, Northwestern Minnesota. Hey, Tom, do you want you want to hear the list? Oh, sorry. No, yes, I want nice to hear the list. You want to hear the list of teams that I have at a slower pace uh, than Minnesota? For adjusted tempo, I would guess it's probably it be fast. It's it Air Force, yeah. and it's a tie. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Minnesota Northwestern under, um, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and follow it up because you know you've got those teams that you have flagged as like under team, over team. You know Virginia over team. I, I've got you know North Carolina as an over team. Uh, when we get Minnesota, which as you mentioned, because of its running style and the way that it's gone about its business, under cash last week. Uh, Minnesota and Northwestern, under teams. Illinois and Rutgers, under teams. Lock it up, okay? So that is under in Minnesota Northwestern. Lock agreement with Tom, but I also want to throw on the Illinois Rutgers under. And I, I, I guess we've got Brandon Peters turnover pick six possibility. 
clearly my heart breaks that Art Sitkowski is not going to be able to play in this game against the Scarlet Knights. Uh, like what Art's could have been? Yeah, too bad. Uh, but I, I, I do like getting that under as well. So my third Big Ten under of the week, throw it on the card. Lock agreement. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, the thing is, like, Illinois' defense was terrible the early part of the season. Like, it played well against Nebraska, and then it was bad against UTSA, and it was really bad against Virginia. But ever since that Virginia game, the Illinois defense has played pretty well. Uh, Rutgers' offense has not been great all season. Illinois' offense is not great, and they run the ball a lot. Like, they don't run 70% of the time overall, but they run damn near 70% of the time on first down, which tells you exactly what type of team they are. As an aside on this conversation because we're doing all these Big Ten unders. This is good defense, but the quarterback play is atrocious. Who is the second best quarterback in the Big Ten? It is a... Peyton Thorne? Maybe. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's... But there, the list is not great to choose from. Like, Talia is, like, the second in touchdowns, but, you know, he had the atrocious game against Iowa. Hasn't been as great. Like, it is not exactly, like, the class of 83 that we're looking at. No. I mean, raw talent, would you maybe take J.J. McCarthy? Even though McNamara's... <laughs> he's not even playing, though. That's he's the not thing. even playing. <laughs> That's think, why all yeah. these unders are working, because there's no, the quarterbacks are awful. Can you... I mean, any other pitch? I, I think that it's... I would say Thorne. Thorne, the, the Peyton Thorne to Jalen Naylor connection is the only thing that I'm uh, feeling a little bit... Uh, iffy about for my Michigan, Michigan State under because they have been able to hit explosive plays. They had that crazy game where Kenneth between Kenneth Walker and Jalen Naylor, I think they had five touchdowns of or four touchdowns of 40 plus yards or something. So it's in the offense, but I don't think Michigan's got a defense that's going to allow that to happen. Second best Big Ten quarterback might be Ohio State's backup, says Dwight. Well, and Chow. third string, maybe. <laughs> that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Bud, anything? I've got a, a couple more locks, but uh, I guess, do you want to text us your sprinkles? I got a, I got a couple sprinkles. Uh, well, I bet you that meeting starts late. Okay, <laughs> cool. I'll Kansas plus 31. Can I get 31? Ooh, let me check. I got it earlier in the week, so I hope you can Yeah, I don't know if it's still there. I think, you know, the whole world is finally coming alive on Kansas after Danny showed the way. I can get you 30 and a half. Okay. That's, I mean, have we seen Oklahoma State's scores? I understand that Kansas, you know, ranks among the the bottom, not just in Power 5, but sort of in all of FBS and a lot of defensive categories. But I just think that the way that Oklahoma State handles its business does not set itself up to go out there and put out a, you know, a 40 to like a 44 to 14 kind of result. I just, I don't see uh, the Cowboys offense getting there. And like, let's actually believe that Kansas being competitive, breaking out that uh, wild offense against the Sooners. We think Lance Leipold's a good coach. When Lance Leipold was hired by Kansas, we thought that that was a, a positive thing for the athletic department to do to try and get this group on track. We knew that they weren't going to be competitive against the best teams immediately, but I do think that this is not a group that is looking to just get rolled week in and week out here in the later stages of the season. So rock chalk Jayhawk, let's go Kansas plus 30 and a half. We do have one thing we need to read off here. 
or, or sorry, Tom, <laughs> were, 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 you, were you on that? I am not on the Kansas, but I am on a pick for this game that maybe does bode well for your Kansas pick. I'm on the over 54 and a half in this game. Just think that total is a little too low. I think that I think Oklahoma State's probably going to have its best offensive performance of the season against this Kansas defense. But I also think this Kansas offense is going to be able to get roughly about 20 points on the Cowboys, too. So I like the over. Interesting. Um, So we do have a Dennis pick we need to talk about here. Okay. Oh, we All haven't right. even talked about Auburn Ole Miss. I hope it's on that oh, one, right? I got it plays is. left. Yes, I got a is. lot left on my board. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Dentist or Denny? Dennis. 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 That way three Danny of- knows which picks not to make. <laughs> All right. Three in a row now and back above 500 for the pod, My pick, which is true, but I we forgot to read his pick one week. I, I got it verified over text. Uh, my pick this week has moved a lot, but I will stick with it. Since the year 2000, Ole Miss has beaten only – uh, only beaten Auburn four times. If you dig in a little more, Ole Miss has never beaten the ranked Auburn team at Auburn. The Rebels are still banged up in this several positions on offense. Uh, and this is the last game of a tough five-game stretch. As a, as a lifelong Ole Miss fan, I never feel good going into Jordan-Hare, and this year is no different. The last two quarterbacks to win there were Eli and Chad Kelly. Can Corral do it? I hope so. But I would not bet on it with all the injuries, including his ankle. Uh, I really would have loved to get the opener at plus one. Uh, but it quickly moved the other way. So give me Auburn minus two and a half tooth emoji lock emoji. I hope this is a lock fight with Fornelli. He adds. <laughs> I don't think. I, they, go ahead. I hate it. I lock agreement with the dentist. <laughs> Let him sing. I, I'm in all of his. He actually made really good points. Did all my research for me. I can't believe you're going to take Bo Nix over Matt Corral as the quarterback matchup here. But I think this is start of the wear and the tear where it starts taking its toll on you for Ole Miss. Auburn getting healthy at the right time. I think this will be the bigger challenge. Ole Miss has been running the football really well. I'm curious to see if they can do that. I think Ole Miss or Auburn will be able to establish the run. Bo Nix is different at home. Give me the Auburn Tigers. Keep uh, Tom, how many do you have left? I have a lot left. I've got, <laughs> I've got rapid five. fire. I've got five left. I, I'm not locking up anything in Ole Miss Auburn, but I will say in pick the six pack this week, I did take the over. That's what I like the most in that game. I'm not locking anything up there though. Uh, yeah, I could do a rapid fire of four unders if you'd like. Yeah. All right. First one sticking in the Big Ten. I am taking the Purdue Nebraska under 52 and a half. Uh, now we're going to move to the Big 12 where I am taking the under 58 and a half in Kansas State and TCU, as well as the under 61 and a half in Texas and Baylor. Moving again in that direction on the continent to the West, I'm taking a Mountain West under the under 51 and a half between Boise and Colorado State. Uh, a lot of the same reasoning behind all these games. I don't trust a ton of the offenses that much. I like the defenses and also windy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wonder alarms going off all over the place. I love that. Uh, Give me SMU. Pick them, right? Is where it's at? Uh, Let's see. I think it's one of my favorite games of the slate. And it just comes. Oh, nice. Um, This comes down to a point. Like a plus, SMU plus one? Yeah. Yeah, this comes down to top-end talent because I I like Tanner Mordecai more than Clayton Toon. I think that 
Ulysses Bentley, Reggie Robertson, Grant Calcaterra. I just think that in a game where we're expecting it to be very competitive between two of the best non-Cincinnati teams in the conference, I I would like in crunch time to be aligned with the the better quarterback. So uh, give me the Mustangs pony up. Let's fight it out. Yes. Come on. I think we're sleeping on Houston a little bit. I talked to Sonny Dykes yesterday. Love him. I've been all over SMU, Tanner Mordecai, all season long. Quietly, Houston has been rattling off win after win after win. Dana Holgerson's plan, whatever it was when Derek King left to Miami and he started redshirting all these guys and said, you know what, we're going to play for the long term. Last year was a lost year. Then they had so many issues with COVID, having to reschedule games. It's all starting to pay off now. Six wins in a row. They've got the ball rolling. SMU has not been as of impressive as of late. Give me the Cougs. I'll take Houston as the uh, minus half a point. Minus half. So in case there's a tie. In case case there's a draw. So what's our record? I'm two and five against you. Mm-hmm. On the year in lock fight, so we're about to be four and five after this week. All right, good. just checking, just checking. Wow. Uh, I have another. Uh, I have a couple others. I think yeah. I'm a little behind. Um, Oklahoma. Let me lay the 18 and a half against Texas Tech. I think this is the week where I. I hopefully, that was enough of a wake up call. Uh, my buddy Dusty's on the call uh, of the game, and I know Oklahoma's a little bit irritated. Defense side of the ball, hopefully coming back home, quick start. I would expect them to be in control here. I don't know where Texas Tech is mentally, although every time I try to figure out a team mentally, they do the exact opposite, like they put up that great fight when you think they're going to throw in the towel. So give me uh, give me the Sooners laying 18 and a half. And then the other one from the SEC, uh, Mississippi State. Playing in Starkville against Kentucky Wildcats. Give me Mike Leach's squad here. They're actually better against the run. I think they'll have some success against Christopher Rodriguez. And I think their offense, it's been proven everywhere else they've been uh, able to play. They've been able to put up points. Are you going to trust Will Levis to start throwing the ball a little bit more? I'm not in position to do that yet. So give me Mississippi State getting a point and a half, uh, one and a half as a home dog. You want to keep rolling? Uh, yeah. Why not? I'll keep going here. Um, hold on. You guys talk for. Does anybody have, else have any other yeah. picks? Yeah, 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 I've got. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. One. Okay. Go ahead. I really, really missed our CBS Sports Network primetime game. Oh, pl- yes. <laughs> I really missed it. I really missed being able to tuck myself in bed on the mothership, watching that Mountain West football. So happy it's back. And I'm so happy to see where cameraman Danny has positioned the focus because he is <laughs> apparently <laughs> zooming in on a family portrait. Uh, he is, as we've got, uh, as we've got Amanda Guerra, the goat on the call, Dave Ryan, and Aaron Murray as well. I will be behind Jake Hayner and the Fresno State Bulldogs on the road against the undefeated San Diego State Aztecs. I think this is going to be an awesome game, and I do think that the best player on the field might be uh, a punter, but (laughs) I think when it comes winning time at the end of a low-scoring game, I've seen uh, what Fresno State can do in crunch time, so give me the Bulldogs. And Danny, should should I hit the violent button again? No. What's oh. our record in lock agreement? 
Uh, you guys Do you have it? Are... Do you have it handy? Hopefully it's three good. Hopefully it's strong. Hopefully it's strong. Yeah. Well, we're going to go over 500 on this one because I'm on the same page for you. I had the helmet. I don't have a Fresno State helmet. If I had it, I would get it and put it up there. But I'll go ahead and take – I'm with you on the uh, the Fresno State squad here. Uh, if you look at the teams that San Diego State has gone against, like tell me the best quarterback they've gone against and had it. Like they have not been tested like this through the air. Their defense has been awesome. Uh, but I don't think they're ready for this challenge. I'm going to go ahead for that reason. I'm going to throw the over in this one at all uh, as well with a total of 44 and a half. 44 and a half, yeah. I'll take the over on this one as well. I think uh, I think Fresno State puts up some points in this one as well. Let the children sing for Fresno State. DK two for one special. He is also tacking on the over. Uh, Amanda, I'm sure you'll be listening to this on on the trip out. So shouts to you, and Wait. we look forward to tuning in. Is Tom on this too? No. Oh, because I thought we were going to have lock infinity our first lock infinity. Uh, because that was actually the point that that I was going to make too. But like I I could I guess I could take Fresno on the money line. So I, I'll go ahead and wait and do that. <laughs> okay. In that sweet plus Why one. Why not? <laughs> um. All right. I am. I think I'm tapped out. I have one more. All right. Let's hear it. Uh, it hurts. It hurts to go against them after being so high on them the last couple of weeks. But sorry, Utah. I'm taking UCLA plus six and a half. I've sworn off the Pac-12, I think, at least for a minute. Pac-12's in timeout. It's it's another one of those situations where it's like, yeah, it's hard to predict, and I still like Utah. I still think that they are definitely the most complete team and the most consistent team in the South right now, but I just don't know that anybody in that division outside of Arizona or Colorado deserves to be favored by a touchdown or about against anybody else in that division. So that's kind of the principal play here. All right. Um, anybody else before we uh, recap and then turn our attention to the sprinkles? I, I think Tom's play is right on that, by the way. Um, Utah's run defense this year is is not what it typically Great. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got one really, 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 really good linebacker in Devin Lloyd. But um, I, I haven't done the analysis, but that makes sense. All right, let's pull it up to recap. Tom, Loaded card. I love to see it. He's got Michigan State plus four and a half, the over 36 and a half in Iowa, Wisconsin, Indiana plus five and a half, Virginia Tech plus four and a half, the over 54 and a half in Oklahoma State, Kansas, Purdue, Nebraska under 52 and a half, Kansas State, TCU under 58 and a half, Minnesota Northwestern under 43 and a half, Illinois Rutgers under 42, Baylor, Texas under 61 and a half, Boise, Colorado State under 51 and a half, and UCLA plus six and a half. Chip is on the under 51 in Michigan, Michigan State, the under 36 and a half in Iowa, Wisconsin, Ohio State, team total over 37 and a half, Notre Dame minus three and a half, also the over 62 in Notre Dame, North Carolina, SMU plus one, Kansas plus 30 and a half, the under 43 and a half in Minnesota Northwestern, the under 42 in Illinois Rutgers, and Fresno State plus one. Danny, uh, Wisconsin minus three and a half, Florida plus 14 and a half, the under 47 and a half in Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina plus three and a half, Auburn minus two and a half, Houston minus a half a point, Oklahoma minus 18 and a half, Mississippi State plus one and a half, the over 44 and a half in San Diego State, Fresno, and Fresno State plus one. Bud, 
under 58 and a half in UNLV, Nevada, Florida plus 14 and a half, Bowling Green plus 14, Virginia plus three, Louisville plus seven, and the over 55 and a half in Georgia State, Georgia Southern. But it's just right. nursing that lead like, you know, was <laughs> like a Wisconsin team. Just going to sit on that ball, and bleed the clock. What What is the record for picks in a week? Gotta be. Isn't it I you? Oh, yeah. Probably went, oh, it definitely I is 15. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's turn our attention to those money line sprinkles. Catch you up on the overall standings. Tom in first place up 7.64 units, 12 and 12. Bud at up 5.78 units at 10 and 12. Uh, Chip coming in at just over breaking even 0.76 units up at 9 and 12. Danny down 3.2 units, 8 and 17. See, we had uh, Tom threw out a whole bunch of them. Oregon cash uh, losses were Temple, Nevada, Clemson, and Northwestern. Uh, last week, Chip cashed Oregon State, lost on USC. Danny lost on Army, Purdue, Washington State, Oklahoma State, and LSU. Um, we got for Bud, one on Northern Illinois, a loss on Charlotte, Ohio, and Temple. So let's, uh, let's start with our season leader. Uh, Tom, what are your sprinkles? I've got four this week. Uh, they're all somewhat self-explanatory. First of all, I'll start with the easier ones, I think. I, I'm taking Iowa plus 147 against Wisconsin. Just, again, that, that game's going to be like a two-point game, low scoring. Anybody can win. I'm with Bud, and as far as his feelings of BYU and Virginia, I am taking the Who's plus 120. I will also be taking Texas plus 135 as an underdog against Baylor. And finally, this one just kind of going with the whole way the ACC works. Taking Miami plus 310. Lock it up. On the Kings? Yeah. I, that's the one. I, I, it's, it is the ACC. It's the way college football has gone. The ACC would be nothing more ACC than Miami to play the role of spoiler, knocking off NC State from the national conversation, then Pitt from the national conversation. This game scares me. Like I hope I'm wrong on this one. I want Kenny Pickett to play well. I want them to be at the top of the standings, have your best foot forward. But Miami showed me something against NC State. They've been, they've been still fighting. Tyler Van Dyke's been pretty good. Uh, pretty solid for them, so it wouldn't be shocking at all. Try to go ahead and unload mine since yeah. I already want to let Bud get his out of the way. Bud, you got to go or what? No, no, I I, uh, I actually just got a shout out in the meeting. If you guys can see, I have my AirPod uh, and I've got the, the wow. meeting on on my phone, so it's a little weird here <laughs> here dual audio going on. But uh, I, I I do my work before the show, so uh, I mean, know, if you can look at nine really. screens at once, then you can a hundred percent be in two meetings at once. <laughs> uh, yeah, go I'll ahead unload and unload mine. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Virginia to win outright. What can I get on that one? Plus 120? Is that Plus it? Plus 120, yeah. I'll take Virginia outright over BYU. Go ahead and give me my Knowles. I'm going to go ahead and back them just for the long shot. If you're going to take it, have some fun. Plus 320 on the road. Uh, yeah. I don't love it, but I got a lot of catching up to do. And then uh, give me Northwestern to win at home over Minnesota. Plus 265. See if I can get you better than that. I can get yeah, you. Uh, no, two sixty-five is the best I can find. Bam! There you go. I'm taking. I'm swinging for the fence. It might be a little early to swing for the fences, but why not? <laughs> um. All right, Bud. All right, let's go ahead and do another Mountain West game. Uh, what? Why is Utah State favored? 
by this. I, I'm going to go ahead and take Hawaii plus 180. I already bet Hawaii plus the seven uh, earlier in the week. That's gone now. I think Hawaii can win this game outright. Sure. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, and play with the variance here, I think, and go ahead and take uh, take Hawaii plus the 180. Uh, then I'm going to go ahead and go to – where's Old Dominion? In the state of Virginia, I think? Yes. Yeah. Okay, North yeah, Fox, I believe. Right, so uh, very informed on this pick clearly because I've just just determined where uh, this university is located. And sorry if I'm talking louder than normal. I'm going to sit back with the mic because I do. Like I said, I have the the other AirPod in with the meeting going. Um, Old Dominion plus 170 for me. I think Old Dominion can win this game. They have impressed me a little bit in fighting hard in some efforts. They haven't got a whole lot of wins so far. It's kind of a weird trip for La Tech. Could be some some cold, nasty weather. ODU has a nice running quarterback. That I think could give you know, could give some problems here. So I'm, I, I think they're pretty live to win this game. Uh, as I said, I'm going to take Fresno plus the 100 uh, on the money line. There is that count as a sprinkle? They're not technically a dog. That's fine. Yeah, like that's, fine. that's a right. dog. It's plus money. The other one I want to take here. Uh, I know they have not been playing very well, but I just I cannot get there with this number. This is just purely a math play. I, mean, I guess everything's a math play, right? Technically, when it comes down to it, give me Wyoming plus one forty on the road at San Jose State. I, I think they can pull the win here. You're right; they haven't been playing well, yeah. but they've, they've they've got it in them. I'll, I will uh, as as somebody, you, you know, we missed a, a three windy, points in the last two weeks, so that's yeah. not we really a great. Windy under in Laramie last mm-hmm. week. Oh, mm-hmm. you had a chance to hit the button. Drop the ball. I know. We totally missed out on it. All right. Uh, we'll start with um, Michigan State. You know, rivalry game. Mel Tucker's done it once. Maybe he can do it again. Uh, we will move on to Texas. I mean, kind of like a, I don't know, Texas and Baylor are playing, and you can get plus value on the Longhorns. Sure. Yep. That's kind of, a, that was my thinking. Behind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I will take that plus value. Uh, I am also going to be on Virginia, and wouldn't it be hilarious if it's like 6 p.m. on the East Coast, and you look up, and Anthony Richardson is driving with an opportunity to take the lead against the best defense that we've ever seen. My wouldn't it be hilarious sprinkle maybe of the year. And this is against, this is a team that I think might've launched the, wouldn't it be hilarious because it it was taking Texas A&M as the money Mm -hmm. line sprinkle over Florida last year with Florida coming off the huge win. I I think it's time that, uh, that the Gators get the other side of the joke, that they get the last laugh this time. I will go Florida at the best price I can get. To sprinkle. Best I can get you is four ninety. That's let's go. Wow, I can't believe we've come full circle on the wouldn't it be hilarious principle. I just it would be hilarious. We do all this conversation <laughs> about how the SEC is gonna get two teams in and Georgia's an absolute lock. Go and go and catch an L. All of a sudden math gets a little bit easier for a Cincinnati, an Oregon, like some of these other teams. We'll see. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. To uh, recap our sprinkles, Tom is on Iowa, Miami, Virginia, and Texas. 
Chip is on Michigan State, Texas, Virginia, and Florida. Danny's got Miami, Virginia, Florida State, Northwestern. And Bud is on Hawaii, Old Dominion, which is in Norfolk, Virginia, Fresno <laughs> State, and Wyoming. Uh, a full slate. Best. Chip, oh, yeah. Can I add one more? I forgot. Yes. Yeah. All right. Coming off a of bye week. Quarterback practicing. This team that they're playing just came off a fat win against UConn. Right. I think Sutter Miss's defense is kind of decent, right? Not that bad. They had the bye week to regroup. I think Sutter Miss defense is the best unit on the field here. And I'm catching plus 450 as they travel to Middle Tennessee State. Go ahead, give me the Golden Eagles. Let's lock, let's let's Sutter miss that thing up. Moneyline sprinkle. Have been burned too many times by Sutter no. this season. I I think Conference USA non-UTSA, non-UTEP division might be a, a place to blindly fire some money line sprinkles <laughs> just because the difference between those teams and like the middle to bottom pack might be uh, within the margin of error of a average Saturday in college football. Yeah. Don't hate that. Now I know what I'm going to be spending the next hour researching. Conference USA. <laughs> yeah, money line sprinkles and CUSA. Non-UTSA UTEP division, you say? Yeah. I'll check it. Okay. Guys, this is the the sound of God here. Um, <laughs> Tom, I put in the private group that uh, Jack Tuttle and Michael Penix mo- might both be out this weekend, so I don't know if you still like that Indiana pick. Oh, <sighs> oh it's my lock of the week in the six-pack. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's been published. Oh, no. Oh, oh, I got to no. stick with it now. I, it's out there. It's, I can't take it back. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Lord Coca. <laughs> yeah, that's that is uh that is the voice of uh, those of you who hang out with us in the live chat and we love it, but uh but that is our, our glorious uh, producer right there. You can follow him on Twitter at Danny Cannell, you can follow him at Tom Fernell, you can follow him at Bud Elliott 3, you can follow me at chip underscore Patterson. We will be back on Saturday night at the conclusion of Ohio State Penn State to recap with instant reactions to everything from week nine. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. See y'all.